Welcome to the Here to Be podcast, a show that gives you full permission to be, to just be you. I'm your host, Megan, a trauma-informed breathwork facilitator and embodiment coach, empowering you to stop looking outside of yourself for the answers and to lead from your inner wisdom. We're going to get real, we're going to get raw, and probably a little woo-woo. I'm so glad you're here to come with. I really wanted to start with talking about self-regulation and specifically, especially talking with you, talking about self-regulating you the, using the breath, because I know that that's something that you and I both practice and preach and you just came up with a course all on it. So I kind of wanted to start that off and kick it off. You know, in this season that you're in, um, first of all, how are you doing? And second of all, how are you self-regulating? Hmm. Thank you, first of all, for asking in a genuine manner, how are you doing? Because I don't And I know this gets to be a space where I get to show up and be honest, which is also I really appreciate. And I want to say, like so many, some days it is fantastic. And there are other days where, Marie, as you mentioned, it it does feel really energetically draining. It feels like, feels like a lot. 
I'm holding a lot all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. And we shared before we started too, was this, this space, thank goodness that I have learned the tools and the skill set that I do. And I have, and I do that primarily through breath work, but I have learned that it is necessary to check in with myself on a regular basis and ask myself that same question in truth, Megan, how, how are you? And not be afraid of what that answer might come up to be and not have to force it to be something that isn't genuinely what's going on for me and my system. Mm -hmm. Because the, the conditioned answer is I'm good, good, busy, but good, right? Yeah, Yeah, I'm fine. And then on the inside, even if you feel like you're drowning on the outside, you're like, Ooh, let me not share that. I'm actually not doing well because if I'm not doing well, then that means that somebody's going to pour more attention to that not doing wellness. And then I have to, pay attention to it and I have to look at it and I have to feel it even more and then they're going to have energy and attention on me. I just, uh, I might as well just say I'm fine and then handle it myself. Yeah. And that's dangerous. It's dangerous to, you know, not that you can't handle it yourself, but it, it just, it's nice to shed light to the fact that we are all going through something at the same time. Mm-hmm. It looks and feels a little different for everybody, but everybody's got stuff that they're going through. Everybody's eating a shit sandwich in some way or another. Well, and if I continue to tell everybody else that I'm fine and it's perfect and I hold up this facade that I have all all together and it's great and it's fantastic, there's this piece of me, the only reason why, I'll speak for myself, the only reason why I know that I've ever done that is because two reasons. One, that's what you're quote unquote supposed to do. And two, this belief that if I continue, if I fake it enough, if I just continue to tell everybody else that it's fine and it's great, then maybe I'll believe that. And it's such a lie that we've been told because we cannot just speak words and think that we're suddenly going to believe them if we don't really feel them. And there's a misalignment that comes with that. And the shit that you choose not to feel, you, you can't believe you can't become if you don't feel it. It's Mm -hmm. just how it works. I like to say you have to feel it to heal it. Yes. And it's such a, an uncomfortable thing you know often because what do we do nine times out of ten we try to cope and self-soothe with um, techniques and methods that might not be the best you know serving ones we turn to booze we turn to food we turn to drugs we turn to sex we turn to social media overworking you know all of these distractions instead of feeling our stuff and I really truly the only way (laughs) to it is through it the only way to that next best version of you and the and the more present focused peace of mind version of yourself that you're desiring you know you have to you have to feel it to heal it and so it's really important to adopt practices and tools that help you to feel it in a healthy way and to move through it and to it in a healthy way, instead of just staying stagnant in that, you know, victim mentality of, okay, well, everything sucks. It's really hard right now. And this is why I am acting the way that I'm acting and being the way I'm being. That's not what we're saying here. You know, you can have a hard day. You can have a hard week. You can be going through a challenging season, but um, what we're going to talk about, you know, in this self-regulation and self-soothing is really truly honestly it's about taking 100% personal responsibility and ownership for yourself for your energy and adopting tools and practices that serve you so that you can be honest with yourself feel those things and then also take steps to move to and through you know that that hard season that hard day yeah yeah you're right you have to you have to be in that space and it sucks and it's uncomfortable and it's okay to say guess what today was shit and I maybe made choices 
that didn't, that weren't in the best alignment for me, or this is a really hard season and maybe I have been disassociating, but it is now my choice to choose how I want to take that energy and that action moving forward. It doesn't mean by any means, am I going to come on here and say, now that I have these practices, now that I breathe, now that I meditate, now that I'm self more self-aware, that I still don't make choices that aren't always in the best service of what I need. But absolutely not true. I did it yesterday. But I now can see that, oh, okay, this is something that really doesn't feel in alignment with how you want to feel and how you want to be. How are we going to look at that with love and compassion and grace and not shame? But how are you going to look at that? And like you said, take extreme ownership over what comes next. So what is the choice next going to be? Yeah, I call it checking my vitals. And it's funny that you had an experience yesterday because I also had an experience yesterday where I was feeling lower energy. I was tired. You know, I was kind of, I was feeling a little bit moody and funky and I was like, okay, what can I do here? You know, what can I do here? My choices are I can sit in it and I can, I can be in this like, shit sandwich that I'm eating that I'm choosing in this moment because in any given moment we're choosing how we feel based on what we're thinking etc and you know I decided okay I'm going to check my vitals well what does that look like it looks like asking myself questions like uh, when was the last time I ate is my blood sugar low you know did I drink water today did I move my body today did I go outside today for a walk did I meditate today did I breathe today you know what are the thoughts that I've been thinking on repeat today? Can I choose better feeling thoughts? And I kind of go through this little checklist, you know, mind, body, mood, food, gratitude, and I move down this checklist to check my vitals. And I had to do that yesterday, and it turned out, hey, you know what? I actually haven't journaled in a couple of days, and I haven't done a sitting meditation in a few days. And for me, those are two things that are very important for grounding, for keeping my energy well and and stable, and and being able to show up as this joyful, bright, brilliant person. And I haven't done that in a couple of days. It's so easy to forget. It's so easy to forget, which is why, you know, really adopting the practices is one thing, but then choosing the practices every single day, whether you feel like it or not, um, that's a whole other, that's a whole other game. And it's really important. Yeah. Yeah. I love those. I love your go-tos, that journaling, that meditation. Those are definitely two of mine and, and breath breath and meditation are kind of interchangeable for me in truth. They're, mm-hmm if I do feel like there is something heavy that I'm not seeing or not moving through, or if I'm meditating and I'm not really able to drop in or I'm really scattered, I will lean a little bit more heavily on breath because for me, it's more physical and body. So to you into body is just very helpful for me, but that's, it's basic. It does. It's not complicated. It's okay. Am I checking in and giving myself the basic water, sleep, energy with food that I'm eating something to nourish? Am I moving myself? And am I taking time to really turn within Mm -hmm. and stop projecting and blaming everything from happening outside and turn the mirror on self and really look within? Well, we were just chatting before we pressed record, you know, about this kind of like FOMO on steroids that's going on right now so we've had you know what the past x amount of months we'll say year and a half two years we're experiencing this global pandemic and and everything else that came with that lots of (laughs) contradictions I think as a medication Mm -hmm. model would say Um, lots of just stuff you know and lots of heavy healing stuff that has been revealed I wouldn't even say created I would say has been revealed lots of different energies, lots of different expectations, you know, and um, 
now that things are kind of opening up in certain places, things are kind of getting back to air quotes a little bit more normal. You're able to see some more people and do some more things that you haven't been able to do in the last year and a half, two years. The, the feeling of overwhelm that I'm sensing from the women that I'm talking to, you know, and even myself when we were talking prior is like, okay, now you're feeling almost obligated to say yes to all of these things. And even if they're all beautiful, wonderful things, you still need to pay attention to, you know, how am I feeling? How am I doing energetically? And am I, am I being responsible with my energy? Because if you're just saying yes all the time and you're doing these things out of obligation, that's a whole other conversation about being irresponsible with, with tired, negative um, energy. And so that's kind of what we were talking about was this like this FOMO on steroids that's kind of come about. It's really important to um, pay attention to. But I wanted to kind of go back to what you were talking about with meditation and breath work, because that really, truly, that's where I want to steer the conversation today, because I know you have so much wisdom to share on it. And since our last conversation, I personally have dove into a lot more um, of the literature and, uh, you know, a, a breath work course and, and some different studies in that area. So I'm like super excited to share that, talk about that. And I would love to know in this season, you know, when you're turning to breath work, especially like you said, when you sit down to do kind of like a seated meditation and you can't quite settle in, what is your go-to breath work practice then to move that uh, stagnant stuck energy and to kind of then allow yourself to settle into the meditation? Yeah, man, breath work. Ooh, so my, I could just, this could be a 95 part episode because I am just crazy in love with it. And for me in the way that I practice breath work, it is very much, there are a couple of options. I have an app that I use. I have a lot of resources that I can go to, but a lot of times it is just really checking in and asking himself. And it's a simple question. Do I need to upregulate or am I seeking energy for my day or do I need to downregulate? Do I need to dump out some excess energy? And with that simple question, I'll check in and say, I need one or the other, and I'll pick a breath pattern that aligns with that. There are a few breath patterns that I like to go to that do do that. They are more activating to the system, a more intense breath. And uh, most of the time, quite honestly, I do lean towards the ones that downregulate my system. I find that I probably don't need to bring on a whole bunch of excess energy. Most no, often, you and I function, we function yeah, pretty high. <laughs> I, do, I, I have them, I use them once in a while, but most of the time it is really to turn that dial down versus cranking it up any higher. You know, what's interesting. I was just talking to one of my best friends yesterday about this because Brandon, my husband, that's amazing to say. Look at that. He really loves practicing kind of like a Wim Hof style breathing every single morning, you know, like Wim Hof Prana. And, and I really wanted to get into it. I really, I see the value in it. And I was like, yes, I can see that this is a really beautiful um, technique. It's really simple. You know, it's like 20 breaths, short breaths, and then you're holding your breath at the bottom and then holding your breath at the top. And then you're repeating the cycle. And so I would try to do this Wim Hof breathing with him. And I love breath work. I love, a, you know, a variety of different practices. I found great success with them. And I just, for some reason, the Wim Hof breath, I was like, yeah, this is like kind of putting me into a bit of a panic state. This is not relaxing this. I don't think I'm not feeling the same benefits that Brandon is raving about with this breath. And so I was talking to my girlfriend and her and I both run, you know, a little higher on the anxiety scale. We a little higher energy um, more often than not. And, and so we were talking about this and I just said, you know, we actually need, I need to downregulate 
more than anything because I I will run like shallow breath up into my head and and get kind of flighty, you know, and fiery. I need to actually ground myself and be really intentional with grounding practices. Whereas for Brandon, he is very like earthy water type, whereas I'm more fire air type. And so he likes to upregulate and that kind of style of breathing upregulate. So this is so interesting that this has come up a couple of times in the last couple of days and what you're saying about, you know, asking yourself, do I need to upregulate right now? Do, am I seeking energy or do I need to release some energy and kind of settle into my body? And I think more times than not for myself personally, it's I need to settle into my body and just be still because otherwise I'm kind of just a little Tasmanian devil. Yeah. And honestly, for anybody listening, you can't get it wrong. No. You can't get it wrong. You're not going to do one. You're not going to pick to upregulate when you should have downregulated and it's going to all go haywire and crazy. It's just not going to happen. You're still going to get great benefits. It's still going to give you truthfully what you needed to get in that exact moment. And it is to learn. It is a way to check in with self in the same way that we're saying taking your vitals. It's all I do before I do a breathwork session to check in and see. And I think for me too, the biggest thing is when I, in my group, it's released. So it's all about that. It's all about letting go of all of our, whatever we're carrying around because everybody has such individualized pieces that they're working through. But it is coming from this place, the sovereignty of saying, even if I am being facilitated by somebody, even if I'm listening to an app, even if I'm doing Wim Hof, even if I'm following something that you're quote unquote supposed to do, you get the sovereignty, you get the ability to lead that. I, I tell anybody that I breathe, all I do is hold an open Zoom room, hold some space and play some music and you, you legitimately do the rest on your own. You do. I don't do anything for anybody except keep a container there. Which is doing the thing that uh, it, and that's a, you know <laughs> I, yes it is doing something i do something i will say and there is a lot of education that came along with yeah. the quote unquote not doing anything but the most beautiful gift that breath has given me and that i have seen time and time again with everyone that i've shared breath with is it is your individual practice and you get to heal yourself. You get to give yourself the answers. You get to go inward instead of constantly, constantly needing validation from every outside, every external, everything. Cause that's how I lived forever. There was no truth. There was no safety in self. And with a regular practice, I've been able to cultivate that and able to continue to grow that. Enough to be able to say, okay, do you need to upregulate or do you need to downregulate? What do you really need right now? Which can be surprising, you know, for people yeah. you know, like any of the, any of my meditation students and meditation, breath work, like the, my definition of meditation this, is being with your breath in this moment. It's yep. the same, 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 but different, but same, it's same. It's being intentional and present, truthfully. Yeah. And it's, I always, um, I get so excited and kind of giddy, you know, when they start to experience the benefits in other areas of their life like you you start to you know feel more confident and like you can trust your gut you know you start to listen to your intuition more you start to feel more patient and creative and uh more in tune more self-aware in different areas of your life and it's so interesting because you hear breathwork or meditation and you go okay well yeah i need that just because in the moment where i need to self-regulate and upregulate or downregulate my my energy uh, that can help just in that moment but it goes beyond that for sure it, like it's it's like um, I know in yoga, they say the practice on the mat is only one small piece of it. The practice off the mat is, yeah. is just as if not more important. And this is, this is that, this is very much that. Um, I'm curious though, if you'd be willing to share 
an example for anybody that's listening that's like cool like what does upregulate downregulate look like can you share an example of when you're upregulating a, a breathing technique as well as downregulating absolutely so upregulating the breath that i typically tend to go to is called a triactive breath it's a three part breath and we're using just our mouth when we breathe and so it's a deep and full inhale that you fill your core center a deep and full inhale that you fill your chest center your lungs and then letting it out your mouth. So it sounds like this. And you can slow it down. It can be if you're new, if you're feeling a little lightheaded or dizzy as we're bringing in a bunch more oxygen. And that's my favorite. It's building fire. It's building energy. It's building intensity. And to downregulate, I like to keep it simple. I like to breathe in through my nose and out through my mouth. It's called a halo active breath. Thinking of almost a wave coming in, you're taking a good inhale in through your nose, out through your mouth. And if we're really needing to downregulate, we can make our exhales even longer and even slower and really, really turning the dial on and being really gentle with that. Now I'm gonna cough because I started to breathe. Mm-hmm. <coughs> That'll happen. Mass oxygen. And yeah, moving up the energy already with just a few breaths. Powerful stuff, people. I love, what was that one called? Trifecta? Is that what it was? Triactive. Triactive. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is one that I picked up. There's a, it's a downregulation technique that I picked up from Dr. Ilamanga, I believe. She's South, a South African practitioner. And she actually started bringing in breath work to her, um, GP, like her doctor practice oh. in South Africa with great, great success. She just pulled this table into her practice room and she started, you know, kind of experimenting, I guess, with certain patients that had certain afflictions with different um, styles of breathing. And so she started uh, implementing this one style of breathing called the humming bee um, breath. And it's so simple and so effective that it actually only takes five breaths in order to, you know, really start to experience the benefits of it. And it's it's an inhale through the nose and your exhale is a hum. Inhale through the nose and you hum. And within five of those breaths, what you're doing is you're literally pressing the button on your parasympathetic nervous system, you know, and there's a whole bunch of other really cool like biochemical things going on where you're, you're releasing nitric oxide and all these different really cool chemical reactions in your body, but I have found so much success with that one because it literally just takes me five breaths and it's such an easy one to remember, you know, inhale through the nose, hum on the exhale, and I just do five. And that's one of the ones that I've really enjoyed in the last uh, couple months. I love that. The others that I like too, very similar is a snake breath. So it's that in through your nose and then it's out like a snake sound. So And it's just a slow, ever going, long, 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 soft release. And it makes so much sense too, because not only are we hitting that vagus nerve when we are adding that sound, as you mm-hmm. said, we're, hit, we're pushing the button on our mm-hmm. parasympathetic, on our rest mm-hmm. and digest, but we move energy with breath, with movement and with sound. Mm-hmm. And so if you're combining two modalities in one, if you are breathing and you are creating a sound, even if it's soft, even if it's a breath in and a sigh, 
you're letting that sound be present, you're helping to shift and to move some of that energy. And not to get so way far off, but also we tend to store so much emotion in our throat chakra. We don't speak our truth or we have a lot of jaw pain. We have a lot of upper shoulder pain. We're kind of stuck without a neck a lot of times and just really blocked in that space. And so by adding some vibration and adding some sound, we're helping to move around and regulate some of that stored and stuck energy or emotions that have been there for recently or maybe the majority of our life or for who knows how long. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I, I know that whoever is listening right now is going, yep, that's me. Yeah. I have not felt like I have the, I think you said sovereignty before. I have not felt like I've had the freedom to express how I'm feeling without fear of judgment and um, worse, like almost like condemnation. It's yeah. very intense. A lot of, a lot of very intense um, social yes. interactions in the last yeah. in the last couple of years here. Yeah. 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 Now, especially too, it's just, there's a lot of division. There's a lot happening. Yeah. And there always is, you know, and where you focus, you find, but I just mm-hmm. now more than ever, these self-regulating tools are so important. And I, I know that in different seasons, your morning and evening practice, you know, will shift. And I know in the previous episode that we did sit with your shit, I think it was 74, episode 74, you talked about, you know, on the days that you don't feel like breathing or you're, you know, kind of resisting it, you'll just put on one song and you just sit and you'll breathe with one song. I'm curious in this season, if you have a specific morning and evening uh, practice that you'd like to share. Yeah, it has shifted a little bit. Uh, Right now in the morning, I have found that a meditation to, it's a meditation to clear your energetic channel. I've really been digging it and it helps me to really get in my body. You're really focusing first on just feeling, honestly, feeling the energy in your toes and working yourself all the way up to your head. And I found it just really nourishing to where I'm at right now and to just start my day clear and start my day in my body and not in anybody else's, not in anything else's space. Mm -hmm. And then I've actually been doing breath work before I eat each meal. I'll breathe for three minutes, I set a timer and I will just pick a breath. Even if it's just intentional breathing, it doesn't even have to look or be, it's not formal by any means, but it's just deep intentional breathing for three minutes before I eat. And it's, I am working, it's just helping to help with digestion. When we deep breathe, we're clearing out space, we're helping our digestion. It's also just putting me in that parasympathetic state Mm -hmm. before I eat. My days, I get to, I am so fortunate to do all of this stuff that I love. And there can be a lot of things that happen in a day. It's just how it is right now in this season. And so making sure that I'm taking time to be mindful before I sit down and choose to eat has been very helpful. Mm-hmm. And then at night, I will just breathe myself to sleep. Mm-hmm. I will just think breath in, breath out, breath in, breath out. And I will just lay in that space. Maybe there's music, maybe there's quiet and stillness, but that feels really good. And I do try to be mindful of doing a few meditations, a meditative, which basically just means I'm breathing for 20 minutes or longer mm-hmm. uh, in a session. I do try to do that a handful of times a week. And sometimes that happens and sometimes that does not happen. Mm-hmm. Well, it's so beautiful. And I thank you for sharing, you know, because I just think it's really important to recognize that it does change with specific 
seasons yeah. that you're in. I was, I was so committed to my 20 minute meditation first thing in the morning for the last few years, really truly, like for the last few years, that was my go-to. And then I just noticed it shifted. I think in the spring, it kind of started to shift where I didn't feel like I needed as long. And I kind of started to get into some breath work techniques. And so I would bring in, you know, like maybe five, 10 minutes of breathing and then maybe five, 10 minutes of sitting and just you know, breathing and meditating after the fact. And it was just so interesting to me to kind of one day I randomly recognized, oh, like, you know, I haven't really been doing my 20 minute sit, my my very formal meditation practice in the last little while. And in fact, it even shifted to some days I just wanted to walk and meditate. And I would really just pay attention to the grass and then the pond and then the ducks or a bird overhead or the breeze, or I would just stop and smell whatever I could smell or see whatever I could see or hear whatever I could hear. And like that, that was my form of meditation in the morning. So I love hearing about the different, you know, styles that people choose in different seasons, because I know that it's not, it's never one size fits all, first of all. And second of all, I think it just gives people permission to change their mind in different seasons and to adopt different practices in different seasons. And I think that that's there's a lot of power to that. We we assume, okay, well, it has to look this way and it has to be this way and now I must do this thing and then it becomes a checklist, you know. <laughs> that space of rigidity just is, it has historically been a space that I thrive really well in when things are very rigid and very structured. And it serves me to a point and it is that vital sign. It is that check-in time with self to say, what is the energy that I am bringing to what I am choosing to do? And if it is an energy of I have to, or I should, I don't do it. Mm-hmm. I don't do it. Yeah. I don't want to taint something that I love with forcing myself to do it. And, and truthfully, when I do, my mind is not in it. I'm not in it. It's not the same feeling and sensation as it is when I come because I'm electively choosing to be there. Yeah. And you, uh, whether you are aware of it or not, you know, everything and everyone around you picks up on your energy. This was going full circle back to yesterday. I was thinking, you know what, let me get in and do some work stuff that I want for the week. Cause I'd like to, you know, move my move my work calendar along here and I just was not feeling what I wasn't feeling well I was feeling very low on the vibrational scale and I thought even if I tried to show up right now and do my tasks it would take me twice as long other people could feel this that's irresponsible of me to you know Mm -hmm. pay that low energy forward let me take one hour and check my vitals. Let me just take an hour, go through the thing, a couple things that I can do. And so I did. And I sat and I did a meditation, you know, with some binaural beats. And then I sat and I journaled and did some reflective journaling of the week prior and kind of some intention setting for this week coming up. And, you know, I um, did a workout and made a smoothie. And it was like, okay, one hour completely changed the energy of my day and completely changed how I showed up for the last half of my day. But it would have been really easy to just try to like plow through and, and you know, oh, I, I just need to like do and let me just keep going instead of let me just pause. Literally, let me pause here. Reassess, you know, check my vitals, do the things and then move forward with my day. And also that check in space of giving yourself full permission to not only do that, but full permission after the fact to not feel guilty about the choices that you made. Oh, God, no. If anything, for me, like if I can be super selfish with my energy, I am of so much more service to everybody yeah. else around me. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, we just need to be. It's not even, I don't even, I don't even like the word selfish and for some areas, I'm sure that it applies, but when it truly comes to that space with self, it's, it's simply not, it just mm-hmm. simply is not. But isn't it so funny because you talk about selfish, like, are we not all selfish? We're, we're always preoccupied with the drama that we are creating. And we're living. the center of our own world. <laughs> we think that we're the center of everybody else's too, myself included in that. Yeah. It, it's just not the case. But we put this negative connotation on it, you know, assuming that it, it's, it's a bad thing to focus on self, but we're always focusing on self anyways and you can focus on self while also being mindful of focusing on others it's not this like this or that type of thing you know so like really truly i do fully 100 percent believe the better i feel the better i can do you know like it's good to feel good because when i feel good i can be do share give more in every other area of my life and and that starts with energetically for me yeah i'm sure i probably have said this the first time that we talked but it is my barometer for not giving enough time to self when my ability to be empathetic towards somebody else is shit. Mm-hmm. That is the exact moment. Usually if it gets to be that far, I get to that point point and I realize, oh, okay, we are not giving time to self because I, I have no capacity to give it to anybody else. And that's not how I want to choose to live my life. Yeah. But so beautiful, though, to be self-aware enough to recognize the feeling for what it is, you know, and then being able to course correct and like take 100% responsibility what we're talking about. Exactly. It is only my responsibility. That's the only way that it's going to change. Yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. my gosh, Megan, I freaking love talking to you. Um, Let's talk about your course. I would really love to talk about your course and more breath work. I'm kind of just going to give you the floor and let you tell me about it because I know that you have so oh my gosh just like the juiciness that is in this and the passion that went into it and the years leading up you know to birth this thing let's hear it lay it on me yeah oh it truly truly is it's a birth it's my baby it it has been the first thing I where it was this just makes sense and it was just easy it just was easy and it felt so good and it is it's this beautiful community of women and we gather once a week and we do breath work and we do reiki energy work and we talk about all of this stuff we we get to hold a container and a space for conversations that you and i have Mm -hmm. it's how are you feeling let's be honest let's move through and breathe through and discuss what it is and we we do discuss pretty deeply emotional intimacy and emotional literacy and ability and capacity. It is an area that I don't feel like most of us have been taught Mm -hmm. on how to feel emotions, how to sit and hold them and how to not identify them and claim them as this is who I am. No, it's what you're experiencing. Let that move us and move through us. So we're not storing it. Because what we don't speak and what we don't feel and what we choose not to, what we choose to stuff and numb, we store. Mm-hmm. And that's heavy. And that's a lot of space. And then there's, we do meditations. There's other breathwork practices, little short, little sweet notes that they get to practice throughout the week. And just, they kind of help tie in what we spoke on that night before as we breathed. And it's, it's just, it's everything I could have imagined it to be. I just, I'm crazy in love with it. Well, and I just, I can feel that from you. And like we said prior, I know you were, you know, kind of joking when you said, I don't do anything. I just create the container. But yeah. that is the, 
that is the need. <laughs> that yes. is the need because, you know, you can, I know that I'm not alone in this. I have downloaded and purchased a million different courses and PDFs oh, yeah. and freebies and whatever, but it's okay. I need somebody to facilitate the space in the container so that we can go through this together and actually do the thing. Because it's one thing to be a collector of information and ideas, and it's a whole other ball game, like I mentioned before, to actually choose it daily, put it into practice, and give yourself space and time to do that. And sometimes you need a coach or somebody, most times I would say, you need a coach or somebody to hold space for you until that becomes second nature for you to be able to do for yourself. I'm so glad that you actually talked about this. So one of the reasons why I was really passionate about the course that I'm facilitated in is because it is trauma informed. And when I began my breathwork journey, I found a free resource online and I did a very intense breathwork session and it was very activating for me. And I had a panic attack following and it was, it was not the most healthiest piece. I needed to be in it. That was honestly, I, it was me feeling all the things. It, it was what was, but it was really off-putting to me and it was really terrifying to me. And, and it planted a seed for a long time of great. Now you can't even do this thing that's supposed to be healing and healthy for you. Mm -hmm. You can't even do that. What now, what are you supposed to do? Mm -hmm. And so, yes, you can't, there are so many great free resources. I have free resources. I know several people that do, and that's amazing. But there is a space of really having to feel safe in your system as you begin to process, especially if you do have any traumas. And by that, I don't, it doesn't have to be a label of something really huge or really small. We all have traumas. We all have big events or emotions that we've held on to, big experiences. Mm -hmm. And so for somebody to be there and to guide you and say, I'm holding you, you're safe to feel this. And guess what? If this comes up, let's talk about it. Let's process it mm -hmm. instead of leaving you to your own devices to think that you're once again, a flawed human. And this isn't going to be the thing that quote unquote fixes you either. Mm -hmm. There is a lot, there is a ton of power in that. And there is a ton of, it can be uncomfortable. It can bring up a lot of stuff. It can stir up a lot. And so, yeah, I don't always want to sit with my shit, but if I know that there is somebody who can hold and support me and keep me a little bit accountable to show up when I'm supposed to show up. It does build that, that knowledge and self that you are safe to hold it. And okay, I've sat through the uncomfortable. This is my habit. This is my routine. I know I am choosing to do this now. I just had such a beautiful um, visual come to mind, um, you know, because I'm just thinking about you and I and the parallels in our journeys and the things that we teach and share and the things that we teach and share with women, we're so passionate about it because why? We have gone through it ourselves. Yeah. We've walked through the mud ourselves, you know, and come out the other side. And then, of course, naturally, we have a passion to go, oh my God, it's possible to go from where I was to where I am now. Yeah. Holy shit, I need to share this because that woman back there, she might not know. So let me extend a hand. And it's almost like, you know, you're walking down this path and you've got this kind of lit candle. I just think of like an old school. <laughs> I don't know why. Like a little handle you know, with like a little, little white candle. And, on top. Yes, I don't know why that's what came to mind. But anyways, come with me on this journey. And so I just picture us, you know, holding this candle, and you're really just illuminating the path ahead. And so that the woman who is following, you know, and and listening to this, and learning these teachings, and diving in, and doing your program, doing my program, like working with us and working alongside us, or even just witnessing the journey and growth, you know, um, you know, from afar we are really just illuminating the path. And it's like, 
I don't know what, what is 20 steps ahead, but I do know that 10 steps ahead, there is still this light. And as long as that light is still there, I'm going to keep taking steps forward. And I'm going to trust that that's all going to work out for me. And because she is walking ahead, it means that there are still steps for me to take ahead as well. And that's what I'm picturing. And I just wanted to say, you know, thank you for showing up. Thank you for listening to that seed planted and coming back to breath work after that first initial, you know, triggering experience and the world is better for it. There's women who are changing their lives and shifting their, their minds and moods and emotions and the trajectory of everything because of, you know, being impacted by your work. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. A woman after uh, last week's session, she finished and she was very stoic and she was very quiet and she has been throughout. And she just said, I felt an emotion. And it was this moment, she was really taken aback by it at first because it, it wasn't something that she had ever accessed. And she said mm -hmm. it was anger and it felt really strong. Mm -hmm. And so we talked through it and we processed it and we set her up to be mindful and be aware of that and to remember that it's okay. Too. And, and, it, and what a beautiful gift because we cannot choose to not feel certain things and feel others. We can't, if we choose to numb, if we choose to suck, it's all of it. And that sucks. I wish it wasn't the case, but that's how it is. And we have to feel the heavy and the hard so we can feel the light and the joyous and every aspect in between. And so her cracking the surface of feeling not only an emotion, but feeling a hard and a heavy one by simply accessing her breath was just beautiful. It was just beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's powerful. It's yeah. a, it's a very, it's an a very empowering thing when you can not only teach your emotions, you know, are valid, your emotions are meant to be felt. They're not bad. You know, even the ugly or hard ones, like you're saying, and you know, by accessing them, you can actually use your emotions as a GPS to live a better life. So I just, it's, this is very important work. And I Megan, where can people go if they want to check out your um, breathwork course? And that you've Yeah, done? most of the info, I just really honestly hang out on Instagram. So okay. it is my first and last name, M-E-G-H-A-N-S-A-N-D-V-E. -E. You can come hang out on Instagram. I have lots of free IGTV, so lots of breathwork sessions, short, sweet ones. I do a breathwork share once a month where it's donation based and you just get to come and hang out and breathe and all the information on release on the course that's in there as well. And um, website and all that goodness is being updated. So uh, stay tuned as we, yeah, I just got new pictures. I just got a whole new feel. So we're, we're shifting. Things are under construction, but Instagram's a place to be. I love it. Oh, I feel the same way. And you know, it, there's something more personal too about just being able to send somebody a DM and reaching out yeah. personally to have that. Same. I would rather do that than get, I mean, I, I love communicating in any way with anybody, but it, there is an ability to really have a little bit of a deeper energetic exchange that way. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, my beautiful friend. Was there something that came up in our conversation that we didn't touch on or that you thought, Ooh, I would kind of like to speak on that. Oh my gosh. No, you're too good at it. I actually, I will say this, I, for, I, this is the disclaimer for everybody. If all of this sounds great, if all of this sounds pretty and perfect for somebody else, it is so available to you. And when I found breathwork, it was the darkest season of my life. And as Marie said, if you would have told, and this was not that long ago, it was just a couple of years ago, if you would have told past version 
that this is the place and that this is a way you can feel and this is a conversation that you can have and truthfully mean it, not just talk it, mm-hmm. but actually talk it and walk it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's absolutely available to you. And it's available to you because you choose to empower yourself. I don't do anything. I said that you do it for you. I hold a container for you. I will hold space. I will not hold your hand. You are there. You get it. You are your own drug and you are your own medicine. And, and it gets to be this beautiful experience for you. It really, truly does. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. I cannot tell you enough how grateful I am for you and that you get to be on this journey with me and we're here together on this wild, this wild ride. If there's something in this episode that landed with you, share it on Instagram, share it with a friend, tag me in. And I want to know, I want to hear about it. I love in the ways that we get to connect. And if you feel called, you can head over and rate and review this podcast It helps us to grow and share and have other like-minded souls join this community and rise together. Sending you light and love, always.